You're listening to What's the Event Podcast. What is the event? What is the event podcast? I don't know what it is. I don't watch it. listening to what is the event podcast the first podcast dedicated to the event on nbc your place to talk about the event hello welcome back to what is the event podcast the first podcast dedicated to the event on nbc and we start off this episode with, I guess, somber news. As Friday, it was officially announced that the event had been canceled. will not be returning to NBC for a season two. However, also on Friday, it was also announced that the producers of the show are currently attempting to resurrect the show somewhere else. One of the names that has been floating around is Netflix. And I tweeted about this over the weekend a couple times. One report I read said that the Netflix thing is possible but not very probable or likely. And so I guess we shall see if the event gets a new home. But right now it looks like it's up in the air. So we'll be sure to keep you updated on that. My theory though on this is tonight, I mean the ratings haven't been very good. I wouldn't be surprised if the ratings fall even lower than they have been just because it has been announced that it's canceled. And maybe people are just like, eh, whatever, I don't care. And so, but actually the reverse of that needs to be happening. If people really want to see this thing continue, they need to tune in tonight and next week and have big numbers or better numbers so that someone will see this is still a viable property, that this is something worth saving on, say, a direct TV like they did with Friday Night Lights or Netflix is in the new area for you know creating new original programming. I mean, there's all sorts of cable networks out there that are doing uh, original programming. I just don't know if the event will find a, a new home, if you will. I'm sure the time will tell. I know, generally speaking, once the show is canceled, that's kind of the end. There's a few th- a few times that, that is the exception. I know, you know there were lots of campaigns to say Flash Forward. Um, the only ones I've really seen in recent years that ever worked were Jericho. We talked about that, I think, before on the show. Chuck is getting saved like every single year, even though it probably should have been canceled you know, just with the numbers and things. And NBC had, has renewed it for a fifth and final season which is fun because I love Chuck. Chuck is a fun show, and I think that's one thing the event has really, really missed this year. It has some good action, has good acting, has a good storyline, but there's really not any fun in it usually. It's really pretty serious. Some comedic elements, not necessarily something like a comedy, but just something levity here and there. Comic relief is a good thing, and there really hasn't been much of that. Um, I, <laughs> I can't make little jokes about stuff that go on in the show sometimes. Like when the guy blew up his uh, his apartment with his iPhone, I'm like, there's an app for that or whatever. So, but <laughs> they don't they don't really make fun of themselves too much on the show. It's very very serious, and I think that's one of the things they've, they've kind of missed out on. But I definitely think the second half of the season has been so much better. I think they really shot themselves in the foot early on, just with their non-linear timeline. A lot of people really didn't like that initially, and were turned off within those first couple weeks, three four weeks of the show. I, I know a lot of people. Uh, about it, you know, I talk to people, and I'm like, you know, I'm, I do podcasts and stuff, and I do one of the event or whatever. And most people's reactions to the event that I know personally have been, yeah, I watched three or four episodes. It was okay. I didn't really care. I mean, that's what my brother told me. That's what uh, my friend Glenn told me. 
I've had several other people. I can't think of who it was right off, but I know we've I've talked about it to other people, and they're just like, yeah, it kind of lost me. Didn't really draw me in. And I definitely think you know that too. Just that early part of the season, you didn't really get to know the characters very much. And I think they've done a better job of that as the show has gone on. But just the way you know modern life is, you have to catch somebody right away, or they're just gonna be like, eh, whatever. I don't care. I'm good. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, we talked about this. I know like a year ago because I started this podcast back in May 2010. Uh, it's literally been almost a year ago since the first little podcast I put up that was just very super brief. You know, just briefly mentioning, oh, this is a new show coming to NBC. Yeah, in the last year, we I know we've talked about how how it's hard to make good television. It's hard to make a story. It's hard to create characters that people care about and connect with. And I think that's really the basis of any television story, any movie. It can have really great special effects, have great acting, have a great story. But if you don't have characters you care about, you know, long run, you're not going to care about that show. I mean, there's shows I watched, and I really couldn't tell you a name of anyone on the show right now. Like, I watched the entire first season of V, and the only thing I can really tell you is that Juliet from Lost <laughs> is on the show. Alan Tudyk from Firefly was on the show for a few episodes, and Marina Bakarin from Firefly was on that show. I know her name's Anna, but that's really the only name I can think of. Elizabeth Mitchell's a great actress, but I cannot tell you her character's name on that show because i really just didn't care and i haven't watched second season and it's been canceled now so i doubt that i probably will watch the second season even though i heard it got better i watched it because i started watching it and i wanted to finish it because i'm kind of a completist in that way Uh, i like to finish things i start but anyway we're gonna actually this whole little first section has been the event news i guess i guess we'll move into our uh a little bit of a revent cap here about six minutes into the show and we will uh be right back the revent cap, the portion of portion of the show where we recap recap the event. All right, it's time for the revent cap, and this week we start off with the previously on the event as always, pretty much. I don't know. We start off with another dream sequence. We had one of these before a couple weeks back, and basically, Sophia's seen a world where she's killed pretty much everyone, and. It's kind of spooky or whatever. There's a little girl who's sick inside an SUV and starts begging for help before she gets all angry and starts yelling at her, which is pretty crazy. And then she wakes up because it was a nightmare. And so we definitely see that Sophia's kind of guilty about basically trying to kill everybody on the planet, pretty much 98% of the world. Uh, We learned that the pathogen should take about two days to kill most people. uh, And that in five days, they think close to 98% of the world will be infected. Dr. Lou says if the the situation was reversed that they, or meaning us, would not hesitate to do the same. We see that President Martinez is still in a coma with Mrs. Martinez by his side, but something is happening that doctors and nurses rush in and say that he's showing improvement in his higher brain activity. They think it's kind of a fluke, but she knows he's getting better. We then see that preparations are being made for Sophia's people to arrive. They're concerned that the array might be observed by a satellite. Sophia makes the president redirect, or the acting president, Jarvis, redirect satellite E3175 so it will not pick up their little shenanigans. Martinez is improving. The counter agent has reversed what was going to be killing him, pretty much. And Jarvis is still trying to make himself feel better by asking Sophia to spare American lives, but she's not doing that at all. She's planning to kill everybody, pretty much. 
And then we see that Simon meets with Sterling in a bar. They don't know exactly what Sophia was looking for over in Siberia, but they know she was looking for a weapon. And they kind of connect the dots and see one of Simon's dead buddies at the mall where there was a reported terrorist attack. Vicky and Sean have his this guy's address, this guy named Roman. They talk about how the fact they let the courier Alex get away. Sean's kind of upset by that since she had the virus and who knows how many poor people she could kill. They go inside talk to some people who sound like they were speaking Spanish. They go upstairs with their guns drawn. Vicky gets her gun taken away by Simon Lee when Sean comes up behind Sterling. There's kind of a brief hostage moment, I guess, almost with each other, like a standoff. Uh, then they all figure out who each other are and their buddies, and they help each other look for clues. Uh, we see that the doctor is studying Layla and the virus, trying to keep her alive longer so they can kill more people. She said to Layla that they're basically taking back what was theirs, that they were here but first. Who knows what that means. Simon kind of alludes to that, too, later on in the episode, that they were here previously, but they didn't really go real far into that whole concept. Sophia is having three parallel release points. One at a food processing plant, one at a Bureau of Engraving, and one at Dulles Airport, the international terminal, where they would hope to infect a lot of people globally. She tells everyone to honor and mourn the loss of life, but remember they're doing this for their own survival. And we get to see the part here where Jarvis does get the satellite redirected. He tries to talk to Dr. Reed. Finds out he is that the president the real president is making an improvement. <laughs> it's kind of funny when Christina comes up and slaps him, starts yelling at him how he had poisoned the president, how he almost killed her husband, killed uh, her son's father and all these things, and she's going to you know, bury him alive is what she says. And Tocasa says he's nothing but a coward, but the president is awake and alive, so they run down there to him. Eli wants everyone out of the, out of the room so he can have a moment with his wife. Uh, the doctor does say he needs to remain calm and at rest because he's still very weak. Christine kisses him a couple times and kind of fills him in on what's going on of how Sterling and Simon saved his life. And he wants to talk to Sterling. Vicky, Sean, Simon, and Sterling, the four amigos, if you will, are still trying to find some leads. They go through some stuff. Um, one of the little interchanges they have there is Sterling says he, he remembers Vicky basically as a CIA agent who went rogue and then went into black ops missions. And Vicky's like, yeah, I don't know that person anymore. <laughs> Pretty much, they they're saying that maybe Sophia ordered them to get rid of all their personal things, and then they hear like a sanitation truck or a trash truck. Yes, so they run downstairs to the dumpster, stop the stop the garbage man from taking the stuff, and they go through it and they find some receipts in the sit near a city in Maryland. And so, without you know further ado, here in the next little segment, they break into the CIA thing with Peel's passcode and basically track this guy down and find out where he went. Eventually, I mean, that didn't happen right then, but that's what eventually goes on with that information. But while they're there looking through the trash, Darling does get the call from the president, and he kind of fills around the whole thing, that their you know, world is unstable, that Sophia's trying to bring their people here, and they're trying to unleash a bioweapon that will kill people, and that Jarvis is being played by, as a fool, pretty much. After that conversation, the president does say he's going to the White House, even though he's too weak to do that. <laughs> Sophia's lead agents or whatever are in place at the three different uh, points of infection, and they all you know, basically chime in that they're ready and in place. We see that Sterling asked Sean, it's kind of funny, asked Sean if he ever thought about working for the government when he saw his hacking skills. We've already kind of mentioned that. Sophia does tell the doctor Lou to basically kill Layla, but do it quick and painlessly. And they send out their virus in those little canisters to the three sites. 
Sterling said he put in some calls to try to get some help, but it might take a while that time they don't really have. So Sean passes out some weapons and in the process um, unveils Dempsey's scroll. Simon knows what it is. Obviously, he looks like he'd seen it before or whatever. He says um, that it was about his people, and it says that it's about them or what happened the last time they were here, basically. They exit the vehicle. Vicky, as always, pretty much is a decoy. She runs up to these guys asking for help and Sterling kills them. They go inside. They find a uh, kind of a medical technician type person with some sort of something and some coolers and get some answers from him. Simon does. Layla knocks down the doctor, gets loose, injects her with the needle and knocking her out. Uh, Sean and crew come in. Layla tells them that the plans are on the laptop and they plan to release the virus by 5.30. She also tells Sean that she's infected. If he touches her, get near to her, that he will die. And they kind of have a touchy moment through the plastic. Peel and Martinez go into the Oval Office, and Martinez tells Jarvis to get out from behind his desk and out of his office and all this kind of cool stuff. Um, Martinez says that he knows that he poisoned him, and he's working with Sophia and all this kind of stuff. And then Jarvis has some pretty good comebacks, so like he has a spine occasionally. He says, you know, he'll demand all these tests. And obviously with these strokes, perhaps that the president is not able to to govern and that, you know, he has to have a majority vote. And so kind of like he could, you know, put some doubt in some people's minds kind of thing. We hear for just a brief second that Sterling and Simon can't get into the laptop. And then we have another moment with Sean and Layla. They're, you know, talking about um, if there's a cure or not. Sean starts saying that he wants to move to Portland or Seattle or some little place with a yard and a garden and a dog even though he's allergic, and Leela says that he has to stop Sophia, and he has to do it for her. Simon gets Dr. Lou um, to talk when she wakes up with the drill, and he goes pretty crazy on her. They're saying he's going to cut her and make her bleed, and but not to death, and yeah, pretty pretty crazy. And she gives up the password. They get in. There's a lot of data. They're going to have to go through all these. They're going to have to try to determine where these multiple distribution points are. They, they figured that much out on their own. And then we see the cars driving out, the canisters being delivered to the various sites. Sophia tells her guy in Tibet to activate the array. And then there's a pretty cool little scene there where a portal is being formed out in space between the Earth and the moon. And so that kind of made me think, how are her people getting here? Are they going to get here in crafts, much like her people got here and with their particular group? So I guess that's going to make my erratic event theory of the week next week, or for this week, for next week's episode, is if any of her people do make it through the portal, they will definitely be doing it in some sort of spacecraft. It will not be like them just walking out. So it's not going to be like they were teleported here, like on Star Trek or something. It would be more like like what happened here on the on the planet where the airplane was moved. Uh, I know I know there's a couple times where they were basically just jumped down in a hole and came out somewhere else, but... So it could be that they were going to be just walking through it, but I, I would think it would be more interesting and more fun if they actually were in some sort of alien vehicle um, when they come through the portal. And so that's going to be my erratic event theory of the week, if any come through, that is. <laughs> All right. We're going to jump into the next section of the show. We are now entering the portion of the show referred to as... The event, the event line. line. 
All right, we're going to jump into our listener feedback session in the event line. And uh, we have some stuff from the Twitter that we'd like to get into. And I do want to thank everyone who has been interacting with us in general, not just you know, this week, but since the show began, and even some of you guys before the show started. And so we appreciate that. Like I said earlier, this is going to be almost one year. I started this podcast on May the 21st, 2010, and it is May the 16th as I record right now. And so it is, you know, five days away from the one-year anniversary, and the show will air its final episode one year and two days after I began my podcast. So I guess that's kind of fitting. And, I, okay, I guess this isn't exactly listener feedback yet, but as I was thinking about this, you know, the show is going to wrap up next week, Monday, and we'll have our, our Monday night episode as we typically will. And I would assume probably... I don't know. I guess I'll just wait and see kind of how the listener feedback is going. I mean, if there's a listener feedback is there to to keep us moving forward, we'll, we'll probably have a few more episodes after the end of the year. You know, if you guys want to, I would love to have you send in your, your thoughts about season one, what you would love to see in season two, if there is one, um, that type of thing. It would be awesome. And so if we get some of those type of things, we'll definitely keep moving forward. Uh, apart from that, I doubt I'll be back with another episode after the finale until the DVD release. I mean, if I happen to have some other cool stuff come along or some really neat, you know, good news or something, yeah, maybe we'll have an episode over the summer or two. Uh, I would assume that the DVD release would be next fall. And so, you know, well, that's not that far away. It's May. So maybe three, four, five months from now. And I would you know, definitely like to talk about that. And then, you know, if you guys have uh, some other ideas of what we could be doing on the show, like if, you know, the guys out there trying to save the event, if you have some stuff, you'd like to submit, we can keep keep the show moving forward. And definitely, you know, if there is news out there that says, hey, the event's going to be on Netflix starting whenever, we'll definitely be back to report such things as that. Uh, okay, well, let's get back to our listener feedback and our event line. We're going to start on May the 11th. And on May the 11th, the event fanatic posted ad event podcast start flooding the at NBC switchboards with the event contact with phone numbers posted here please retweet and I did <laughs> and then Mr. Fusion contacted uh, us or actually retweeted us I'm sorry sent this to at the event cast when I had retweeted at variety underscore Stuart L Mort not coming back canceled in reference to the event also the event fanatic on May the 12th says, somewhat similar thing from before, it said, Advent Podcast Event fans, call at NBC with the link and save the event. Flood the switchboard at NBC the event. Please retweet. Now's the time. Uh, I had a follow Friday from, I have a hard time with these names, Sima KWM, and also from Iowa underscore card. And then Koo Fusion said, Advent Podcast, push the event fanatic too. That's my the event Twitter name now. Follow Friday. And I did. Actually, on one of my previous, I had like three or four Follow Fridays I sent out this past week. Uh, I had a, another retweet from Texas White Wolf, actually from several people, when I tweeted the message that said, Deadline.com reporting the event is being shopped around. One name mentioned Netflix, and I had the link to Deadline.com. And Texas White Wolf, DMB Gray Street, Maria Pillar Clark, and all three of those people retweeted that particular message in the format that they you know, typed RT and copied it, not just the generic retweet. So it actually got notification that was retweeted, not just a you know normal retweet. And then I had a, a few questions. Everyday Lauren said, "Advent podcast. What does this mean?" 
I explained, you know, that the event that was canceled, they're still going to show the last two episodes on NBC, and they're looking for a new place for it next fall. And she responded back, said, I haven't podcast. Oh, that's so good to hear um, that they will air the final two episodes, though. Right. Oh. And Boss Angeles hadn't heard from him in a while on the Twitter, said, Advent Podcast, new home, is it not coming back to NBC? And, you know, gave him the, the information about that. And he says, Advent Podcast, that sucks. Well, I hope the final episode gives closure in case that's the end. And I hope it does, too. Uh, we'll see by next Monday, I guess. And so, um, all right, now is the time where we talk about the slightly spoilerific portion of the show. We will discuss next week's episode title and official description. And if you do not want to hear such things, I will suggest that you skip ahead usually around 45 seconds so you will not be spoiled if you think these are spoilers. And so, okay, next week, episode title and official description, episode 22, the season finale, and possibly the series finale of the event. Episode 22 is called Arrival. That was Arrival, everyone. I have a mixer that I never use. (laughs) But anyway. In a race to stop the virus, Roger Barton and Roma Mafia guest star, the White House is gripped by a power struggle of historic proportions, pitting Martinez and Chief of Staff Peel against Jarvis and his secret ally, Sophia. Elsewhere, Sean, Vicky, Sterling, and Simon race to stop the dispersion points for the virus. Meanwhile, Layla fights for her life. But it all may be too late as a portal begins to open, sending tremors across the globe. Don't miss next week's exciting episode of The Event. But anyway, um, yeah, that's next week's episode. Title and official description for The Event. And be sure to check that out because we definitely need people to watch these last few episodes in order to hopefully, possibly find a new place for The Event to be. So, tell your friends. All right, well, (laughs) that's going to wrap up this Monday edition of the show. and We're going to wrap the show up like we always like to do and offer you the many different ways you can get in contact with our podcast. You can email us at whatiseventpodcast at gmail.com. Visit us at whatiseventpodcast.com. You can also tweet to us or message us there on Twitter at eventpodcast at twitter.com forward slash eventpodcast. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash eventpodcast. And you can call into the show. You can do that at 773-41-EVENT. And we would love to hear from you. And so keep those tweets and emails and phone calls and such coming, and we will be glad to share them with whoever wants to hear them. (laughs) All right, well, that's going to wrap up this show, and we'll see you next time. Peace. He's going to tell them about the event.